The College Game Day podcast is presented by Old Dominion Freightline, helping the world keep promises. Welcome in. Picks time. It's the weekend preview, which is brought to you by Eckridge Smoke Sausage. The secret to winning game days this college football season is Eckridge Smoke Sausage. Visit Eckridge.com for dozens of simple mouth-watering recipes to elevate your next tailgate. All right, Pete, me and you, you and I, my mom would get mad at me if I said that wrong, um, and we got Schwenk as his the triple hair. He's, yeah. he's pulled off the trifecta of impersonations. We'll see what he's got. Uh, I don't think we need to get into the overall results because I don't want to jinx him because I'm up by a good number. Um, well, it's about time, guys, at least at least in some in some outlet here, you're winning games. Yeah, I want to take that fridge on game day and throw it off the set because it. <laughs> I, I have nightmares of that freaking thing. Do fine on picks everywhere else, Sports Center, Daily Wager, this pod, and I can't get that fridge right. But we'll keep firing on the fridge. Hopefully, there'll uh, be some deep fried Eckridge smoked sausage everything. in Dallas this week. Yeah, whatever Eckridge has, let's throw it in the fryer later and get it going. Uh, all right, so we got some picks. Uh, I think it's a very interesting slate. Uh, I know the the unbeaten's versus unbeaten's is going to get all the shine, but we got Bama going on the road. You got Colorado going on the road. Uh, LSU. What the hell are we going to expect with them? So let's dive in. Uh, first one. I think Schwinker has uh, these in chronological order. Yeah. Good job. Very good. I like that. Um, all right, Maryland, undefeated. Terp Nation fired up at Ohio State. Ohio State minus 20, total 57.5. I'll go first on this just because I did some work with Scott. We did a segment last night on the undefeated matchups, and he knew the numbers, but not to that extent. And Columbus has not been kind to the Terps. It's been it's been really, really bad. Uh, the last three games, 66-17, 73-14, 62-14. That's an average score of 67-15 to 15 in these matchups at Columbus. Now – Maryland people will point out they've battled. It should have had a, had a chance uh, to beat Ohio State their last two trips to to College Park. This is interesting to me because I, I put Maryland and Duke in the same. I know people don't like that. Maryland Maryland doesn't like Duke. Duke doesn't like Maryland. We we know that. And SVP not, doesn't like that you like Duke. Oh, he no. That's that's yeah. You don't want to bring that up. I had to deal with that all week last week uh, while I was down there. Him checking in, asking if I was coming back. Uh, but I'll just say this: uh, I thought of Maryland and Duke this year going into the season that they had a chance to be better football teams, but I didn't know if their record would be as good as it was. Last year, and now Maryland seems to be proving me wrong because that uh, that record is going to be better than it was last year. Now, anyone, what anyone and everyone in this area wants, and 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 the head coach has got to want it more than anybody, is to finally knock off a Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan. That that's the that's the thing. They they've shown improvements. You know the bowl games, the bowl game wins, all that. Love what Locks is doing. Can they do it? The line is up to twenty. That's telling you, obviously. Ohio State found themselves on that road win that we were at in South Bend, and they're going to get it rolling here. Ohio State is not good in the red zone. You heard Bill uh, earlier this week talking about that, and Maryland is good, and that's because of Leah. He's the, he's the league leader in touchdown passes, uh, passing yards, and 20-yard uh, completions. I'm going to take the points. 
I'm going to take the points. I, I, like I said, I, I'm really interested in Ohio State here because if they did find themselves, you're going to see Kyle McCord like we haven't seen, and that's going to be free, relaxed, and getting into those great weapons. I'll stop talking. Give me Maryland plus the points. So it's almost like a referendum on is this Maryland team different, right? Like mm-hmm. there have been times when Maryland has started hot, looked good, and then hit the buzzsaw and in in really collapsed, uh, and. You know, if they and I don't think they're going to win. I think the odds say they have a nine percent chance of win. Mm-hmm. But if if they are competitive, you look at the rest of their schedule, and they'll be favored against Illinois, favored at Northwestern, favored at Nebraska, and likely favored at Rutgers. Right. So yep. you could you could you could be talking about an all time Maryland season here, um, even if they can't topple the Big Three. So. That said, I have seen the progress. I appreciate the progress. I am biased by past result until something empirically tells me this Maryland team is different. So I am, you know, the Buckeyes are bad in the red zone defensively, but I do think they're improved defensively. And I think they'll be able to slow down that pass game enough. And I do think like history and doubt can creep in for Maryland here. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes by 28. Got it. Fake Reese Davis, go. Hello, gentlemen. This is Senator Reese Davis. <laughs> to say Maryland's schedule has been soft is like saying I have decent hair. Gross understatement. My hair is spectacular. Everyone knows this. The Terps' opponents aren't 2-18 and 18 versus FBF's competition. If I miscounted, it's splitting hairs. Give me the Buckeyes. 42-21 is a cover. And Ooh. afterwards, Ryan Day with beard whiskers standing on the end screams. I'd like to know where Bobby Ross is right now. <laughs> I feel like somebody added some fuel to this fire that's going to be today's pod with fake Reese Davis. Uh, maybe even Reese chiming in with some news and nuggets. No one as dialed in as he is. All right, let's move on. Another noon kickoff. We'll be there. Cannot wait, Pete. My first time uh, in all these years of, of doing it. Uh, games. Oh, you've never and, been? Never. Never. Wow. So, yeah, I, oh. I can't. And it can't be better. Both teams undefeated. Texas is minus six and a half. The total is 60. That is very eye-opening to me. Because when you think of Texas and Oklahoma, you just think of high-scoring games, you know, momentum swings, crowd split 50-50. I cannot wait for all that. And as I dove into Oklahoma's defense this week, yes, obviously my daughters could tell you that Oklahoma's defense is better than it was last year. But when you watch it, they're deeper. You know, the the mix of transfers and young guys that, that Venables has gone to, you could see are playing just so much faster than they were previously. And I know there's a lot of new guys, but, you know, it's a complex system. He's not afraid to tell you that. Uh, but you see the guys have a grasp of that. And the way I see it is the way guys play fast. They're not thinking about anything. They're reacting. On the other side, I think it's a big a big deal that JT Sanders looks like he's not going to be able to go in this. It's uh it's, I mean, I'm sure you'll have more throughout the week. Uh, high ankle sprain, is that what you're – So it's an it's an ankle, and he's not expected to practice much. I think we're going to end up with a game-time decision. I Got think it. we will be actually – you and I will be actually standing in the Cotton Bowl – Watching him warm up, and uh, and and I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be that Watts okay. is the other guy, Steve. Yeah. Just when, if we're talking about a shootout, I don't think Watts is like an all league corner or anything. He's the Ohio State transfer. But when you're playing these dudes, you need some DBs now. Like you're, you know, That's... you 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 do need uh, that. Malik Muhammad is the young guy they really like in Austin. Yeah. Like he was like a buzz guy this yep. summer, real talented. 
you know, he'll play. But the problem is, who's two behind him that's going to get a bunch more snaps if Watts doesn't go? So anyway, a couple, yeah, there will be, uh, for the investors uh, who listen to this pod, there will be some some interesting uh, interesting early morning uh, peaks on the field there. Yeah, and as Pete said, we will be on the field uh, the last hour of game day. Which is awesome. Right into that game. I can't not wait for that. And I mentioned Sanders because – I watch him last year, and you talk to people on the staff there. You know, not not soft, but just trying to still figure out all that leads to that position. You know how much Sark likes to move formations, motion. And Sanders is that guy they move around the most in that run game, which creates openings and has been a real pleasant surprise with them busting out uh, with the run. But Sanders is third in NCAA in receiving yards amongst tight ends and second in yards per reception amongst tight ends in the country. So he's a difference maker, and they remember that fourth down, Steve, against oh, Bama. Yeah, and that was like one of right the biggest in plays in the game. Yeah, and they they motioned him and moved him around and, and got him open. You could tell that was one Sark had in his hip pocket and said, "If yep. we need three yards, we are going to you know do this and, and and get it to him." Yeah, and you mentioned hip pockets. You know, like when you wear the wrong shorts and you got your phone in your wallet and you actually have some cash in it and it starts to pull those 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 shorts down a little bit. You got to make sure you got the tie going or, or the belt and extra loop. Both these play callers are going to have heavy pockets in this game. Levy, Levy and Sark are going to have every trick in the book. And that again, you think about this matchup, I think about the quarterbacks that have played, the skill guys. It's going to be awesome. And you look at Dylan Gabriel. Everybody's going to talk about Ewers because he went and did it in Tuscaloosa. I get it. Gabriel hasn't played against the same competition. But I still think there's some things that you want to see him as far as circumstances and situations that brought about against on Iowa State, who was first in the league in total defense, a road game at Cincinnati. Wasn't pretty, got the job done, got out of there with a win. Uh, SMU, I thought there was a, a, a good game plan. Uh, obviously, it didn't score as much as they wanted, but I really – believe Oklahoma has the goods to stay in this game. Pete, uh, I mentioned Lebby. I, I really feel like he does a great job of, of, of creating those matchups. They got guys on the outside. Their secondary is – the defense isn't great, but it's active. And I do think Sark will use that matchup stuff. I expect some screens to be – you know, to use that uh, aggressiveness that Venables has his guys playing with against them. I expect a high-scoring game. I, I could easily see both these teams scoring over 30, but I'm going to take Oklahoma plus the points. Yeah, I would think, like, I don't say the over-unders like you do, Steve. That I would think that over gets crushed. Um, just if you, if you 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 look at how these teams are designed, you look at the the the, the key if Oklahoma is going to stay in this game is they need to dictate the pace, right? Mm-hmm. They need to really go in – in that decade when the Big 12 was really the Big 12, the wide-open, hyper-temple Big 12, you probably tried to bet those games, you probably lost some hair because like that, like that, it's just impossible when when there, there's that speed variance there. If Oklahoma's going to stay in the game, if you think Oklahoma can keep it close, I would hammer the over, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's just no way they, they can keep it close, and it's this game is not going to be 17-14, right? No. Like it's just, that's just not going to happen. So... Um, yeah, that's that's curiously low um, t- to me when you uh, when you look at this. But I would say th- this about this game, Steve, and it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Is it is wildly unpredictable? Special team gashes, huge explosive plays. That you there is no game that I've been to where the energy of the environment dictates the the wildness of the action like this game. So that said, 
I am not convinced of Oklahoma's offensive line, which is much better. They're okay. playing with an edge. I talked to coaches this week who played Oklahoma. They really feel like that unit is better. I just don't think that unit is that talented right now. And I do think eventually Texas is just going to pound them up front and grind that tempo down, and they're going to be able to take control of the game. I think Texas wins, you know, something like 34-24. Oh, and then did I not? Oh, yeah. I, I guess I should not predict, say, hit the over and then do that. So I'll say 44-34. Yeah. How about that? There it's going to be... It's going to be going, but I think Texas can can seal it at the end. My inclination is to take Texas to cover. They might be the best team in the country, but they will give up a big play. Dylan Gabriel has completed has completions to four different guys of at least 39 yards. So occasionally, you choose a bold pocket square with a predictable suit. You taste the bacon-wrapped fried Oreo. I think Texas wins, but give me OU and the touchdown to cover. Thank you, fake Reese. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, next one, 12 p.m. Eastern, LSU at Missouri. LSU is minus 6.5 on the road, a total of 64.5. I am not going to overthink this one. I, I understand uh, what LSU is going through. I, I, we've seen it before. My problem is, is it scheme or is it effort on the defensive side? The offense, is there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, they, are, they are just phenomenal. Guys going over 100 yards all over the place, receiving or rushing. Uh, so I look at coach drink, man, this, I, I, I hear people talking about it. This has to be one of the biggest home games. I was, I was at the Landry Jones game in, what was that? 10. That was the year everybody kept getting knocked up. Number one kept losing every week and we were at it every week. Uh, but yeah, it was, I think it was Jeremy Macklin, Blaine mm. Gabbert was the quarterback. Yep. Uh, Missouri had game day there. And I'm going to say this is the biggest game since then. And it was awesome. Uh, it's, a, it's a really cool place. I know Missouri people love love Como. Uh, I'm going to take the home team plus the points here. I think Drink has that, that offense going. Cook does have an interception this year. Their defense is a lot better than expected. They're going to be fully tested. But you're giving me touchdown uh, at home in this kind of atmosphere. That'll be ready for, a, what is that, 11 a.m. local kick. I'll take Coach Drink and the home team plus the points. Yeah, At a certain point, LSU just has to – Prove something to me. The most telling LSU game was how much they struggled with Arkansas. Um, yeah. To me, that says that in in an environment which should be as hostile as Missouri can be, that the Tigers going to be able to move the ball. Um, LSU's defense was just in, invisible, and, and Brian Kelly almost just said, "Look, like the personnel is the personnel. They're they're sort of 
acquiescing to giving up uh, a, a large amount of points. So I, I think Missouri's defense has been better maybe on paper than it has been in reality. And I, I do think they have a chance to maybe slow down Jaden Daniels, who's been fantastic. You know, without on just pure performance and not gauging wins and losses, Jaden Daniels has been as good as any quarterback in the country uh, this year. Maybe a hair behind Caleb, but like he's been he's been unbelievable. So uh, that said, man, give me uh, give me the Missouri Tigers because I just don't have faith in that defensive unit. They have not given us any empirical evidence that we should have faith in them. Pete says, before I say something critical, I say two nice things. Well, LSU's defense looks great in their uniforms and their tackling and pursuit can make Brian Kelly's face turn purple. Matching the school colors, so they've got that going for them, and not much else. Shocking to see the LSUD absorbing blows instead of giving them and jogging to the ball. I'm still a Missouri skeptic, but what we have seen that makes us think LSU can cover Luther Burden Nothing. I'll take the home dog, but LSU wins. Good analysis, fakeries. Like it. Like it. Like it a lot. All right. Interesting one here out west, 3 p.m. Eastern, Washington State at UCLA. Not overthinking this. Washington State is ranked. They're getting points from an unranked team. They're telling you something. Give me Chip Kelly and the UCLA guys off a bye, as well as Washington State is off a bye. I'll take the home team minus the points here with the Bruins. So the, the Bruins defense, Bill said, per drive is the second best in the country. Yeah. Which, again, I knew they were good, but that was like a little bit like, whoa. You know, you don't think of them as reminding me. That's uh, DeAnton Lynn, first-time uh, collegiate defensive coordinator, came yep. over from the uh, Ravens, has done a really good uh, really good job for them. That said, they have not seen an offense like Washington State. And they are just uh, – I, I give them credit. Like, they play offense – it's, you know, it's like Paul Westfall played basketball, right? They just are going to go, 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 go. And I do think personnel-wise, UCLA will will be pressed much more than they were pressed against San Diego State, which may have the country's worst offense, NC Central, etc. So I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna take the cheese here and take the points uh, with the uh, the ranked road team. So I'll take, give me the, give me, okay. give me Coog. And I think Coog wins outright. All right. They're a little sensitive on the Palouse these days, and this is not a I want to be nice to Wazoo pick. There's meat at stake. The win over Oregon State was impressive. I'll take the Cougs behind Cam Ward. Very good. Another interesting matchup, 330 Eastern, Alabama minus 2.5 at Texas A&M. Total's 46.5. This, I think, is the toughest game. Uh, to project, uh, knowing what's going into this. Max Johnson has been, I think, great. And, uh, when I watch the tape and, and getting the ball out, I understand, uh, you know, it's not as, as, as strong of an arm as Connor Wegman and maybe takes a little time to get used to, but I love what he's done. That's a, that's a tough circumstance, knowing the pressure that's on that position for that team, for that, that school under under the rest that they're under, knowing the pressure that they brought up amongst themselves. On the other side, man, Alabama defense just keeps getting better and better. And that's what, you know, you find out when you go on the road, how good your defense is. Haven't really seen Alabama in this kind of atmosphere. Oh, man, this, I, I still – I love – the changes that Alabama has made offensively to get Milrow some more design runs. You saw that last week. I, I, it's tough. I, oh man, I could easily see myself changing this pick too by Saturday. I, I'm gonna take Bama minus two and a half. 
I don't love it. But yeah. I just feel like that defense. I think that defense is real. I, they're they're real. I know they haven't played anybody to the caliber of Texas since they played them. But that defense. I mean, they they just had blown things happen in the secondary. Those were those long touchdowns. I don't see that happening again. And it's a great matchup because Alabama's secondary is very good. And I really, really like the skill guys for A&M. Right now I'm going to take my two and a half with Bama. Yeah. Uh, they're just like – Bama has sort of taught us not to trust them this year because yeah. they're, they're, they're sputtering. And Texas A&M has spent like a, a good part of this decade teaching us not to trust them, right? So it's sort of like – Two, one recently unreliable entity that was like relentlessly reliable for a while versus uh, versus A and M, which uh, which has been a uh, a talent tease really for uh, you know since the since the COVID year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna I, I I've thought about this game a lot and I bent my mind around different scenarios like Max Johnson. I do think Bama's getting better in sort of finding the identity. I think Booker getting back at guard was such a big difference. Huge. He was um, great last week. Yes, uh, for for them. But that said, Alabama hasn't seen any kind of environment like this, and yep. they just haven't. They just have not been in it. So I am going to take the twelfth man out of like default and lack of trust, and I'm going to say A and M. Uh, I'm going to say A and M figures out figures out a way to win there. I mean, better teams from Bama have struggled there. Yeah, so You're right. I thought Bama covers versus Texas. They didn't. I thought they can't stop Old Miss. They do. I can't figure out this team. It's like Pete or Steve trying to get a word in edgewise when I start a soliloquy. Frustrating. Anaya Smith says he has Nick Saban figured out. I'll need to see it. I'll take the tide to win on a Will Reichard field goal. Hmm. Interesting. This is where I would choose so Reese is, for being So the homer. game is tied, and he makes the field goal. Therefore, Reese is laying at two and a half, so he covers. That's correct. Is that is that is that yeah. fake Reese, right? Yes. That's right? Okay. All right. Did you so see Reese game. did put on Instagram this week like a hair gel uh, uh, post? Did you see that? I did not. Reese says NIL hair gel. Uh, Taylor, a little disappointed fake Reese hasn't brought up his uh, hair gel uh, oh, thing I saw, yet. I saw so, I don't, I, on social media. He wants an endorsement or, or just free hair gel, essentially. I assumed I assumed he had one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Maybe that it was a cry for Maybe help. my... My algorithm's messed up on the gram. I, I don't get any hair gel uh, <laughs> pop-ups on my feed, so I got to adjust my algorithm, I guess. Or maybe I don't, because I definitely don't need any. Next up, Battle of Undefeateds. Kentucky at Georgia. Georgia, 14.5-point favorite, over under 46-and-a-half. Pete, why don't you go first on this Did you see Ron Roberts, the Auburn defensive coordinator on Twitter, after the uh, after the game last week? I did not. Okay. He responded to a fan who wondered why Brock Bowers wasn't better covered. Uh, which, and he said, why didn't you bracket him or double him? And we said, he said, we had him bracketed all game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, a pinch of lack of self-awareness there by Mr. Roberts, who, uh, you know, if you were going to bracket him, it sure didn't look like it, right? Yeah. Like, again, I'm not I'm not winning anybody's scheme battle here in, mm-hmm. uh, in, 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 in football, but, like, boy, it looked like Brock Bowers had a little space around him. So um, it will be an interesting challenge for Mark Stoops to see if they can slow down Brock Bowers. That said, that offensive machine doesn't it, – it, it is an adequate – 
again, these this Georgia team has early Sabany feels of we're going to mow you and ground you and just mm-hmm. beat you. Like there is not an element of explosion. There is not an element of skill outside Bowers and with Kendall Milton still hurt that like really freaks you out about Georgia. So I just, in in Kentucky is like well equipped for a rock fight. This Kentucky team is better than others. So I'll take the I'll take the fourteen and a half. I just don't see this Georgia team pouncing anyone in the SEC. I think Kentucky's better than Auburn. Would you agree with that, Steve? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Fake Reese, you want to go? Ray Davis is coming off a 280-yard rushing day. <laughs> Georgia's rush defense ranks ninth in yards per carry in the SEC. Georgia doesn't have a Ooh. single cover this season, which is more shocking than me wearing sweats, an armpit yellow <laughs> REM t-shirt, and Uggs on an airplane. Cats have covered four straight versus the Dogs. That half point suckers me in. I'll take Kentucky to barely cover. All right. That's why I'm glad you guys went first because I wasn't sure having it on here. I'm going to take Georgia minus the points. Mm. Um, When I look at the last four games that these two teams have played, 16 to 6, 30-13, 14-3, 21-0. Kentucky has averaged seven points a game over the last four against Georgia. And Devin Leary, as much as I love him, I thought it was one of the best gets in, in the portal. He has not been good with the deep ball. 38% on throws of over 20 yards uh, for the year so far in a Kentucky uniform. That's 11th in the conference. And as good as Ray Davis was last week, he threw for 69 yards in that game. That, that, that is not going to work. And when I love what Mark Stoops does every year, that team is ready. And it's like it's like a similar model that Georgia has, right? Run the ball, play great defense, but Georgia's a better version of Kentucky at, at, at every facet. So, I, along with Ohio State going on the road uh, and winning at Notre Dame, I put Georgia in this category now. I loved what I saw from Carson Beck in the second half. I really do. Like, I would be super encouraged if I was a Georgia fan because you didn't know. Nobody knew. He didn't know what he had. And he went on. I mean, throws were on the money. One overthrow uh, to Delp, the tight end. That was a touchdown. If he made that, that's a different game. But, again, he battled back from adversity. Wasn't great, but he made the throws when he had to. I expect a monster effort here out of Georgia. I'll lay the 14 and a half. All right. Next, we have – oh, Interesting. Inter- I, you know what? This is very easy. Fresno State minus six at Wyoming, total 45 and a half. Fake Reese, you're going, and I'm going to predict he's taking Wyoming. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> Look at you, young Stanford Steve. Not many people should wear <laughs> dare, should wear a brown suit. You better have unflinching confidence. Ronald Reagan wore a brown suit. They immediately called him the great communicator. I have a brown suit. Coincidence? I think not. You know who else dons brown with flair? The Wyoming Cowboys, accented by mustard. One in doubt, go with brown and mustard. Super dog alert. I knew it. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, You know, Mountain West dreams have died in Laramie fairly consistently over (laughs) over the years. I was just going to say many. many Yes, there there is a long history of... Offensive juggernauts sputtering out of their offense, grinding people into the ground. And uh, this is a really good Fresno team, right? Um, would you say they are the the best G5 team right now? They may have the I, best. You can't. I don't think you can argue it. 
Yeah, I I, yeah. I get it. The Power Five teams they have beaten are not having great seasons, but they still went on the road and did it to both teams. Yeah, yeah, and James Madison I think should probably be in that conversation. I yep. think they have Marshall this week, which is another team that quite frankly is in that conversation. Next week, I believe. Next week, I'm sorry. Marshall's Next at week. NC State this week. That's right. They are. They are. So we'll we'll get more empirical evidence there. But yeah, if uh, <laughs> old Jeff Tedford, now he's an old hand. That's not his first. Uh, you probably played against Jeff Tedford, right? Steve? No, I just missed him. You just missed him. Thank okay, God, because yeah. that's when Cal started beating Stanford when he got there. Yeah, no, not not his undefeated uh, against Cal. Pete, not his so first know. rodeo. California what time Street. is kick on this game? 8 p.m. Eastern on Big Fox. 8 p.m. Eastern on Big Fox. Huh? Yeah. How about that? How about that? I'm taking Fresno. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Just there's they've had too much firepower. They've they've faced enough class here. I think Wyoming's really good. I hope it's a great game. I just think uh, I think Fresno is gonna is go, is going to break the mustard jinx. All right, I'm gonna side with Fake Reese here. I'm gonna take the home team plus the points. I've, I think I've taken every home team except A and M, and I could easily see myself taking A and M by the end of the week. But I am officially on Bama in this pod. Uh, I'll take Wyoming. I love I love that defense. Uh, I, I thought, you know, people just say it was a hangover game against Texas. That team battled. Uh, that's not an easy spot to do. You know, outmanned at every position on the field. Hung around for a good, you know, half, three quarters. I think they got the goods to frustrate Fresno State. I was watching um, – Fresno State, Nevada, after I got done with Van Pelt's show last Saturday night at about 2.30 in the morning. I did see uh, Reno get a safety and a touchdown for a late cover against Fresno State. I will take the home <laughs> team here. Plus, that place will be awesome. Uh, one of the oh. best atmospheres we'll see this weekend uh, will be in Laramie, so I'll take the home team plus the points. It looked electric at that Tech game. I mean, it's <laughs> just like – like, that's a once-a-decade season that you get – Yep. Tech there, and then you get Big Boy Fox to, uh, to yeah, that's that's awesome. Like that, that to me is why I love college football because Laramie, Wyoming, will be on fire. It will no be doubt. of the 365 days a year in Laramie. That's like night one there, which is great. Yeah, I was hoping maybe the outside chance if they were to win this game, if we could get there for game day, but I don't think so. Uh, their biggest games are on the road. Anyway, alrighty, that'll do it, Pete. Good luck. Yes. Fake Reese, good luck. Great I, job. My, my recommendation for Reese is that when he just wears a uh, perfectly knotted tie while he's like sitting around his office on a Tuesday with no one watching, if he just loosens it a little, it might help his voice come back. <laughs> Coming up, we've got College Game Day star Jen Lotta bringing us an interview from the Mercedes Sprinter van. This interview is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, ESPN College Football Podcast Sprinter, coming soon to a game near you. Visit mbvans.com slash sprinterlabs to learn more. Well, the college football season is in full force. We are just moving along week after week here, hanging out at the Texas State Fair just outside of the Cotton Bowl with Kenneth Murray, who is a current NFL player for the Chargers. But... A lot of connections to this game right here. And this conversation is coming from our custom ESPN college football sprinter van and is presented by Mercedes-Benz. So, Kenneth, being here at the Cotton Bowl, what are the feelings that come over you? I know you played in several of these big rivalry games. Yeah, um, uh, definitely, you know, grateful to be back. Um, um, but this place is special. Um, playing in this game is special. Obviously, it's um, two programs that are, you know, you know, very rich with tradition. 
Um, and so, um, you know, being back here is, is something that's, that's special for me. But, you know, I'm excited to see my guys go out there and uh, play a great game tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, it's just nothing like this game. I think it's the greatest rivalry in college football. Um, you know, seeing that stadium split down the middle at the 50-yard line between the crimson and the burnt orange that we don't like. But, um, yeah, it's it's exciting to be back. Well, I'm glad you said that because your guys are the Sooners. You grew up in Texas, went to Oklahoma. Let's go back in the DeLorean, take me into the time machine. What was that decision like for you to decide to go across the border, play in Norman when you were from Texas? Did you get a lot of grief? Was there a lot of like hand wringing that went into that? Uh, not really. I mean, it was pretty easy for me. Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, my parents wanted me to go to Texas. Um, I got the the Texas offer probably uh, a month before I got the Oklahoma offer. Um, we had seen Texas. Um, we went and visited. My parents really wanted me to go there. A lot of people wanted me to go there. Um, but always in the back of my mind, I knew I was an Oklahoma guy. Um, just growing up watching the All Access, um, you know, seeing those guys like Kenny Stills and um, all the people that were on All Access ESPN growing up on YouTube, I would watch that religiously. So. Um, it was pretty easy. Once I got the OU offer, I remember, you know, my dad was on the phone. We both were on the phone with, with Coach Stoops and, at the time, the linebacker coach, Tim Kish. Um, and I just remember as soon as we hung up the phone, I told him that's where I was going. It was a done deal. And so, I mean, we went and did a visit in July of, I can't remember what year it was, and then it was it was a done deal. And so yeah. The Brent Venables era underway at Oklahoma. He obviously is a defensive-minded guy. What have you seen from these defenses? How have you seen them evolve with him at the helm? Man, um, they're playing great defense right now, and I think it's kind of kind of a thing that you, you, you see, you know, in his system. You know, obviously, you know, he was a, a hell of a coach for us early in the early 2000s with amazing defenses, a lot of guys that went to the NFL, and then obviously him going to Clemson, you see Kind of early on, you know, they, they they struggle a little bit. And then in that second year, it's like all of a sudden they take off. And I think that's the same thing you're seeing with this Oklahoma defense, um, him getting the guys in there that he wants to be in there. Um, and, you know, everybody's comfortable with the system, running around, flying around. I think that's what you're seeing right now. And so I love watching those guys watch, watching those guys play every week. Um, you know, they're. They make me proud. They make me a proud, proud Oklahoma Sooner, so for sure. A lot of people talk about Quinn Ewers when it comes to this matchup. He obviously the quarterback for the Texas team, but Dylan Gabriel is a heck of a talent. Not a lot of people know about him or have watched him very closely. What do you see on film from your quarterback? Man, he's a guy that can that can throw the ball down the field. Um, he's a general. I think that's really the biggest thing I see from him is that he's a general. He's a guy that he's getting everybody lined up. Um, He's he he's telling everybody what to do, and he's 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 facilitating the offense. I think that's what you want out of a quarterback. Um, obviously, he can push it down the field, um, and so I think ultimately that's what we're going to see tomorrow. I mean, they like to get in out get in and out of place um, really really fast, and so you know you need a guy that's going to be a general back there, the guy that can tell everybody what to do, get everybody lined up, to be successful. This Red River rivalry will be the last year that Texas and Oklahoma are both in the Big 12, headed to the SEC, of course. What do you make of all the realignment and the expansion of the playoff? It's not the same college football that you played. What are your reactions to the changes? Man, it's it's different. That's all I can say. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, me being in the Big 12 all three years and then 
college football playoff four teams and now it's expanding and everybody's going to the SEC. It's just different. Even NIL, all that stuff is, is just different. Um, I think it's good. I think, you know, the players are obviously going to be able to, you know, get what they deserve. And then obviously we're going to have some big time college football games with, you know, you know, big schools like OU and Texas going to the SEC with like Bama, LSU. So, um, you know, as a competitor, you love it because, I mean, it's, it's just more competition, being able to compete with the best. Um, and I think, you know, playing in Oklahoma, you know, that's, that's all we want to do is compete with the best. And so being able to get that opportunity, I think, you know, everybody loves it. You've been in the NFL for a bit now, Kenneth. And um, when you have guys in your locker room who played for one of those other teams, like yeah. a Texas, oh, yeah. how do you handle them this week? You chatting? You oh, making yeah. bets? Like, what, what is the chatter between NFL players who went to rivalry programs? Yeah, we're not making bets. Um, cause obviously, you know, NFL is really, really strict on their gambling policy. <laughs> Thank um, you for being clear on that. We appreciate that. We're definitely, we're definitely, you know, giving each other, you know, you know, some healthy, healthy chatter. Um, um, you know, I have one Texas guy on my team who, fortunately, is, is my kicker, um, um, Dicker the kicker. Um, and so he's he's made some pretty big time kits for, for them um, in years past. And so, you know, I'm always, you know, showing them love, letting them know that it's, you know, horns down for, for forever. And so uh, it's pretty fun, you know, obviously being able to, you know, be in a locker room with guys from all over the place and be able to talk smack here and there. Um, so, yeah, we enjoy it. Before we let you go, give me your top four teams. The top four teams you think will be in the college football playoff at the end of the year. You can go with your Oklahoma Sooners. Oh, yeah. That's obviously oh, yeah. that's a given. For sure. What other teams have impressed you this year that you think, think will be Oklahoma, there at the end? Oklahoma will be there. I think. Uh, I really like you know Georgia. Obviously, they're they're a really good team. Um, I think USC in the Pac-12. Okay. Well, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is nice, man. He's looking really good. Um, and then I think the last one, I'd probably say, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. You like a Washington? You like a Big Ten team? Mm. I'll Michigan. take that as a no. Michigan. 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 I've, I've Harbaugh seen a couple, back. I've seen a couple of Michigan games. They look pretty good. So. Especially with Harbaugh yeah, back on the sideline, sure. right? Feel like yeah. they're a different team now Absolutely. when he's out there yeah, running the their, ship. Got their head coach back, so yeah, I can I can see that for sure. All right, it has been great chatting with you. Appreciate you hanging out. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the rivalry. This conversation from our custom ESPN College Football Sprinter Van is presented by Mercedes Benz. Thank you, Kenneth Murray. Absolutely, thank you for having me.